0: Welcome to another exciting episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. I'm excited to talk about Make It So, number five. I will be a guest judge for this. Make It So, number five, is as a team, two teams that are, I guess, by definition of unequal size, will develop six cards, one of which is a Reactor Core card, and five cards that will support it in some way. And you will be judged on elegance of design, respect of precedence, creativity, and something else that is escaping me right now. So uh, you know, among other things, which is whatever. So uh, you know, uh, those are pretty wishy-washy goals. Uh, it is my intention uh, through some of this podcast, but also through a supplementary matrix that I will put together and have online, hopefully by the end of today. Uh, I hope that I can at least guide uh, the contestants into coming up with cards that will please me. Maybe not all the judges, but they'll please at least me, and hopefully they'll please everyone else. So, um, I'm pretty. I'm going to be pretty fair. Uh, that is, um, <clears throat> I, I've broken. I've got a rubric, and the rubric will say. You will get half credit if you, like, scrape by. You know, if your card exists and isn't, like, completely dumb, you will get five points for it, essentially. If your card can, you know, uh, if, you, if your reactor core card can, like, is a free or draw play engine that is not broken, you will get full credit for it. You will get, you know, um, you'll get ten points for it. That's how I want to judge this uh, this particular uh, challenge. So, uh, and and then your other cards, as long as they aren't broken, basically, and they have some respect for the gameplay and not necessarily the theme or episodic theme of your reactor core card, then you will get full credit for it. And then, um, <clears throat> if you go above and beyond, I can't assign extra credit. But if you, you know, make sure that uh, one of the the wishy-washy kind of points that was in the, uh, judging criteria was if it, if it's good for OTF, that's good. But if it's good for block, it's even better. Um, but you know, I really don't care if it's good for block. If it's good for OTF, then it's good enough for me. And if it doesn't, I guess if it doesn't completely trash block in some way, I'm not going to exactly check for that, but, um, yeah, if it's good for OTF, you get full credit. You know, uh, and that's—I will be checking for that. I'm going to go through, and I'm going to check your card pool for on your reactor card. You know, you're probably going to say all blah 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 blahs with blah 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 blah, and no blah blah blah, and you're going to do that. And I'm going to go and find that card pool, and I'm going to look at it, and I go, oh, this is a pretty smart card pool. I'm going to go, or I'll go, oh, this is dumb. You—you uh, you included too many people. I mean, it's hard to include too many people. Camp Kittimer has like 70 or 60 people that can report for free to, or like 40 or 50. Some crazy number of people can report for free to Camp Kittimer. It's pretty awesome. And no time location that the CC has ever put out can report even half of that. This is true. Uh, go go look it up. It's, it's kind of interesting. So, you know, if your pool includes like 40 people, I'm not going to be that angry about it. If it includes 100 people and it's not well justified, then I might be angry about it so uh, so you're gonna probably come up with some free play engine and it's gonna be like these dudes who da 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 with the icon blah and then you're gonna make four more of those guys and then you're gonna make an event and that's good you know if 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 all of that comes together and is congealed and is it, it, it's helpful for gameplay and it's not completely dumb you will get 10 points for this challenge from me um, so so I'll have the full rubric up hopefully tonight, uh, and I'm going to adhere to it as much as possible, and ties will go to the runner. That is, if something on there just doesn't seem quite right, I will give you the benefit of the doubt, because I forgot to put it in my judging criteria. That's how cool of a judge I am. Now, don't screw this up. (laughs) And, And also, you have to keep in mind that my judging criteria may not necessarily reflect the judging criteria of the other judges because I'm not the other judges, and, we don't, and we're do not we not going to talk about this. I mean, we might, but I doubt we're going to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, so please, um, if you are one of the designers, um, I'm going to put that matrix up. You'll want to check it out. All right. Anyway, so how would I win this challenge? That is the most important question of this particular podcast. How would I win this challenge? I would pick, I, I would go top-down on this. No, I wouldn't. I would go top. I would go bottom up on this. Absolutely, 100%. I would find some card pool of personnel, probably, maybe ships that is unused right now. That you know, um, some some kind of group that has a gameplay sense. That if I had those guys in play, they would make for you know good mission attempts or a good deck. And what do I mean by, say, a good mission attempts and good decks? There are missions out there already, or maybe you could make a mission that would be fairly easy for that group to do. However, that group, right now, doesn't really have a good way to report. So, you're going to have to find some way to unify them. So, when we looked at it, and we looked at I Miss This Office, and came up with that, we said, oh, Terok Noor. There's a bunch of guys that say Terok Noor. Okay, let's do that. And then... Um, we were actually looking at a different card that never got published, but the card pool that came out, um, hopefully that separate card pool will still... We're going to make something fun for that someday. <clears throat> but we got I Missed This Office out of it, which was pretty cool. I mean, obviously the whole Nor thing, we didn't really take that into account. There's was a little playtest fail there. Anyway, so, you know, where we're at with that now, you know, we found Terok Noir was an interesting way to look at them. So go look at some cards lore. Go look at skills that they have. Maybe you want to, you know, spice up Obsidian Order or Talshiar or something like that. And uh, you know, there are card pools out there. And yes, of course, there is the uh, Talshiar and the Obsidian Order objectives right now. But maybe you could take that to the next level, and that would be really cool, right? You know, uh, plans of the Obsidian Order or plans of the Talshiar. You you make that, you know. I got all the plans of the Talshiaars. Yo, you know, whatever. And then, because there's all those weird, like, D Space Nine Romulans, right? You could do a D Space Nine Romulan thing. That'd be cool, right? Get Center of Renac going and, and uh, all the crazy guys. No, that'd be cool. Um, because I bet if you look at them and, like, pop them in a deck somewhere and then you look at their skills, you go, okay, there's there's a lot of this skill. If we added three or four guys that had these skills... And I made a deck of them, and I let them play for free, and you gave them some, like, little flavor text on the Reactor Core card, like, uh, let's go with the Romulans, because, you know, there, there's a lot of Romulans. We'll just talk about it. So you got the center of Renac, you got a bunch of Romulans, I think three or four Romulans that came out in Deep Space Nine. You've got, uh, we, there was a couple more Romulans somewhere along the line. I don't know. So there might be a very small number of Romulans. We've got plans of the Tal Shiar out there and i think a lot of those romulans that are out there have talshiar. And i know you've got the continuing committee you can play too, but maybe maybe if you restrict just, you know, i think there's some tng talshiar guys, so we're going to restrict them, maybe. You don't have to put the deep space 9 icon on your on your reactor core card. In fact, if you can do without it, all the better. And you need to figure out if you want to seed or not. If you want to seed, if it seeds, then you don't have to play with reshape the quadrant. But if you but should you play a 3 Quadrant? You, know, you have to examine all of these things and see if, at the end of the day, a good deck shakes out of it. Um, or maybe your thing supplements a deck. Or maybe you just come up with like a LaForge maneuver sort of thing. Like You come up with a really, really hard deck, but if you pull this off, you're going to live in infamy amongst all the Trek nerds. It's like pulling off a Kapla in Tribbles, right? You know, as far as we know, it's only happened twice... And, uh, you know, it was never for a bunch of points, but someday, someday it's going to hit for 700,000. And then the whole world's going to explode because that's going to be so freaking cool. And then, like, Rogue's going to give out some amazing achievement that uh, that was, you know, he's, like, hiding. It was like, oh, the tournament Report said, well, you get the special Super Duper, you know, something. Not that we have that set up or anything. Um, so, yeah, so... You know, I think either of those three ways to go about with the reactor card is fine. So, you know, uh, the safest way, of course, is to just pick a group, give them a play engine, maybe give them a draw engine, and give them some cool flavor text and call it a day. If you do that, I'll give you full points. So, listen to me. You know, I will give you full points if you pull that off. So, um... Okay, so are we going to make a new, like... So we've got a Reactor Core card. So all your Romulans with Tal Shiar and Deep Space 9 Property Logo, but not necessarily... Do I want to say DS9 Property Logo? Or I just want to say all your DS9 Romulans... I don't know. If I want to... You know, here's the problem with Reshape the Quadrant and uh, Continuing Mission. I take a card pool like this and I see that there's, like, maybe five or six guys or or 10 guys. And I want to include the Deep Space Nine guys, but I also want to include some TNG guys, and I want to include some Voyager guys. Uh, I just can't. It's not, it doesn't work. Um, And that bums me out. So I would just have to say all your Romulans, you know, maybe all your Romulans with Deep Space Nine icon, you know, you might, I I don't want to go that route because it's not elegant, right? elegance of design. Um, I mean, I wouldn't care, um, but I bet some of the judges would care. You know, if the card pool that you came up with was actually you know, if it justified going through the rigmarole of coming up with some weird way to notate it on the card, I'd actually be okay with that. Because you went through the trouble of finding an interesting card pool not just something that was elegant. So, um... So I, there, I don't know how to get around Reshape the Quadrant without not using, you just not use the Deep Space Nine icon and then say, uh, all your Romulans with Deep Space Nine in property logo and your Romulans with Tal Shiar um, can report for free once a turn to Continuing Committee. Now, I bet someone's going to say, well, that's what the Continuing Committee already does, Right. Um, but we're making it better. We're, we're taking it to the next level. But then they're gonna say, well, since you just strictly made Continuing Committee better, aren't you, you know, you're disrespecting the card? Yes, so right there, bad design. So we end it there. Um, but maybe just the Deep Space Nine Romulans plus maybe four more is gonna make for an interesting deck. So let's just assume they do because I can't look it up right now. Let's just assume they do. So I'm gonna look through their skills of the ones that exist already. And I'm gonna go, okay, they're missing music and they're missing uh, anthropology and they're missing like 12 other skills. I'm gonna go, okay, well that's not such a great card pool. But anyway, let's see if we can make four hot, awesome, kick-ass personnel to fill those skill gaps. So pff, we do, we put the appropriate game text and lore on them and icons that make sense and the property logo and all of that to appease the general public, because they're going to be worried about that stuff, too. Whenever they go, oh my god, they missed blah, you lose a point. You know, that's, well, whatever. Uh, Those are the things I would shake out normally in playtesting. But in this case, you got to do it, because the public demands it. So do it. Watch out for that stuff. And then you're going to come up with four awesome guys. I kind of glossed over it. Do they need AU icons? Do they need... Uh, Borg icons? Do they need like a staffing icon? You know, you know, think about it. Are they matching commanders of ships? Do they need uh, some funky skills? Should you put Tal Shiar on them? If you do that will suddenly the Tal Shiar decks become too good and that sort of thing. So think about that stuff because it's important and someone's gonna say oh now that deck is way too good with that guy because he has 12 computer skills, so you know, whatever. Make, maybe make a guy with computer skill times three just to say F you to the, um, all the things, you know, all the stupid um, dilemmas out there. So, okay, so you've come up with your four guys. Uh, give them, you know, appropriate stats that make sense for, you know, um, for that affiliation type. And if you think, you know, uh, to if you've just come up with a universal guy, go find ten universal of that affiliation and average them, and then just stick it on there and then uh yeah so that's cool right and then next you are you know you've have your so you've got that the reactor core card it says you know plays them once per turn for free at your deep space nine at your uh your outpost your ship your planet your whatever um to your guest quarters to any guest quarters that's kind of cool right you know your opponent has a Deep Space Nine. I'm going to play all these guys for free there, and make sure it lets them, you know, dock and undock and all that good stuff. And then, um, and you know, if you're going to play with something like that, really consider the seed slots that are going to get eaten up. You know, if your card requires an nor consider that your card requires two seed slots because yeah. And then, what's two seed slots worth? Now we haven't divulged the secret sauce of how much two seed slots are worth. But just think about it. You know, just be logical about it. And then um, <clears throat> then that sixth card, right? Are you going to make five personnel? Or are you going to make a cool event? Or are you going to make a mission? Uh, those I, I would either go with event or interrupt or... Not interrupt. I, maybe I would go with interrupt. That might be interesting. But go with a verb. Definitely go with a verb or a mission. Maybe even a site, you know. Just check it out, maybe. Um, <clears throat> um, in this case... Maybe I do center Renac ship, right? Um, say, you know, don't. If you do that, don't like say your opponent can blow up the ship once per game, because that's what happened in the episode. Don't do that. It's bad. That's gameplay. It's it's episode specific, and it's stupid. But if you do that, say like your opponent may blow up the ship once per game, you score points, right, or something like that. You know, make make sure that. If you're going to give some, like, restriction, and this is just general design, don't restrict a card by making it bad, you know? If it's really good, fine. Restrict it. Lore, right? He can't work with feds, but he's got amazing skills. So, um, you know, he helps out all the other decks, but he doesn't help out the feds. So, that's fine. That's good. But if you're going to make some card that says, like, ship may blow up once per game if your opponent's Cardassian is present, don't do that. It's too complicated, and it it's too not good. I wouldn't play with that card, not unless it had some amazing reason for me to play with it. And that's the problem, right? You you gotta. I've been. I've talked about it before. The power curve. You've got to respect the power curve. You got to go. Okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just go over the power curve, and and see if the playtesters are okay with that, and then. You know, because if you go under the power curve, binder fodder, boom, game over. Your card, no one likes it. Playtesters go, this is not one of my top five cards. The playtesters, their top five cards tend to be the ones that push the power curve and just go, doot, do do, Hello, I'm, I'm touching you. I'm, I'm pushing you just a little bit. And you, and that's, that's the cards the playtesters love. They also love meta cards. Anything that has to do with the meta, like... Um, Cue the Ref stuff um, I think they really liked the uh, General Quarters and the UR Monument When they came out Maybe um, You got anything that does meta Pushes, it's a favorite Character, anything like that That's the cards people love If you're making four Universal guys But they can report for free No one cares, no one really cares I'm not going to say, that dude is my Favorite character so um, so just be careful about the cards you pick. You only get six cards, so make them count. That's what I'm saying. But don't... Then at the same time, right, you don't want, like... If, if you're going to go Dominion, right, and you're... No, 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 here you go. You want to flush out the Jodmos dudes, right? You're doing Klingon. You make the Odo Klingon. You make the Bashir Klingon. Uh, was it Bashir? It was, was Miles and whomever. You could do that. You, you could go that route um, that's a lot of star power so that's okay mm, but it's like a bunch of cards that people will be like oh that's so cool and maybe that's good enough right you go okay yeah alright that, that's pretty cool actually um, yeah people love star power so me I'm not, I'm not judging you based on who you pick I'm gameplay centric make the gameplay interesting Star power? Eh, people like that, so good. Um, I always like to go bottom-up. So, you know, if, if I was going top-down, I might pick that Jode-most thing and go, okay, cool, well, here's four Klingons, and a card that lets me turn other people into Klingons, right? Because that's really cool. Not, not turns my opponents into Klingons, but turns me into Klingons, right? Or, or my, you know, like a temporal wormhole sort of thing. You know, you maybe it's an event that plays for free, or it's an interrupt that plays once a turn um, on my guy in an Infirmary, right? Like Clone Machine or something. Uh, Clone Machine was a cool card because you could play it in, like, four different kinds of decks. Mariposa, Infirmary, you play it on the Klingon planet, uh, or or you could do it at a Dominion facility. And that was cool, right? You know, that was very top-down, I think. Um, But in the end, it was one of my favorite cards of all time. Um, So you might want to make a card like an Interrupt or or something that seeds there that lets you once per turn, you know, play a dude there for free, and then convert him into a Klingon. And that's kind of cool, right? And you got the Klingon restaurant going, and then... So you kind of get this Klingon sort of thing, and then you pair it, you tell... You kind of hint that you should... Maybe you say, like, can download Federation Klingon Treaty at the start of your game. So... So all of a sudden, you're going like, okay, it's a Fed Klingon sort of thing at Deep Space Nine. Because, because without that, you that's the sort of thing that you kind of have to clue the, uh, clue the deck builder into and say, yeah, so let's do Klingons, but maybe you want to have Feds in there too, or maybe you want Bajorans in there too, so you download that treaty. Because if you don't do that, Players will figure out that it's interesting to mix them with the treaty because they can do that. They can use open diplomatic relations and seed a treaty and do all that stuff. But if you clue them into that, then suddenly, you know, you get specific with what you're actually trying to accomplish here, and if you do it right, you you turn out an awesome deck and everyone loves you. So, you know, all of a sudden, I don't care about this Raman thing anymore. If suddenly, I'm liking this Klingon thing. I think it's kind of cool, you know? Turn your your mains into Klingons, and then, um, you know, once per game, if four or more of your Klingons are on Kronos, or you solve Kronos, or something like that, you know, score an extra 15 points, or, or kill an opponent's personnel anywhere in the game, or capture one guy, or something like that. Suddenly, ooh, this is getting fun. You know, I'm enjoying this. You know, this is... This is a fun little deck, and maybe it's not a great deck. Maybe it's kind of a... Uh, I pulled it off, like, when you pull off uh, Hero of the Empire. You know, it used to be hard to do. Now it's not so hard to do, but it used to be pretty hard to do, and it was, like, cool. It pulled off Hero of the Empire, you know, and Hero of the Empire does have good bona f- uh, benefits built in, right? Your, your missions are worth plus 10 or whatever. That's good, too, but, you know, pull it off, and it's kind of, it's kind of fun. So, you know, have do have fun with it. I do like going bottom up, but this top-down design stuff works too for this uh, particular um, for this particular uh, challenge. Now, um, I will say that my matrix specifically only gives you 10% of your total grade to creativity, which means um, don't waste your time on coming up with the right episode. Waste your time on coming up with the right gameplay. Because that's where 90% of the points are. 90% of the points I'm going to give you are based on how well your cards play and do and interact. and Did you think about this? And are they setting precedents and that sort of thing? I don't care what episode you pick it from. In fact, I'd be perfectly fine with you saying, "Hey, creative, figure out what episode this is from, and uh, you know, go find uh, four non-aligned guys that this makes sense to do with." You know, pure bottom-up design. That excites me, but it doesn't excite players. They really hate that stuff. Um, or at least play... Well, that's wrong. Um, I think it was the uh, non-aligned guys from uh, the latest... The second latest 2E set. I think it was f- matter of time where uh, they went back... Or I think they found, like, they wanted to make four guys four non-aligned guys that had powers that were um like dual headquarters hate and i think i'm guessing that that was bottom up and my my gut instinct tells me they said we want to hurt two headquarters missions so let's put it on meta specific cards so it has to be personnel and then we'll let creative go figure out who these personnel are And I'm okay with that, and I like that a lot better because it means that you're thinking about the game first and not the Trek Sense first. Now, Trek Sense is great, and that's what 1E is all about, right? You know, you want to have, like, a really Trek-specific game, but if creative's doing their job right, you should be able to come up with gameplay needs first, meet them, and then creative can figure out how they fit into Trek Sense. And that's, that's the sign of a good creative team, to me. And hopefully uh, we'll see, you know, um, but no one's going to be submitting cards that are like random dude number one. And, you know, too bad, you know, so sad. That's just not what the public wants right now. So um, keep that all in mind. And I think this is going to be a fun challenge. Just uh, I'll I'll publish my matrix up as soon as I can and we'll go from there. All right. Questions, comments, or concerns? Give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ or shoot me a PM on the message boards at CorbinQ27. You can also email me at CorbinJohnson at me.com if you'd like to contribute anything to this show or just have just general questions, comments, or concerns. All right, we're going to end this episode now. Just uh, have fun with this challenge, guys, and I'm excited to talk about the results in, I don't know, a week or two weeks. This is Corbin Johnson signing off saying so long and thanks for all the Trek. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. To find out more about that license, visit creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by-nc-sa slash 3.0 Our theme music is Space Ace by Mark Tycher. Other songs included are Inspiration and Mission Briefing by Mark Tycher. Our outro song is "Teleporter" by Dungeon Kimura. You can find out more about these artists at Jamendo.com, J-A-M-E-N-D-O.com, and each of those is released under the same or similar Creative Commons licenses as this podcast.